Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, starting again with no headphones on, just so you can see the sculpting that has taken place with my follicles. Tyler describes it as fuck me here. Absolutely. The dogs want to have sex with me right now, and I might let them. I might let them. Oh, God. Uh, welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from right here in the Impact Power Sports studio. Tomorrow is a big fraud Saturday. Very excited about that. You have, uh, who are these Zanes at about 1215? I always say about because once we get started, usually is more like 1220 uh, p.m. Saturday edition of Big Fraud uh, content being published for you. So that is a Big Fraud Saturday. Who are these Zanes? Ben and I reviewing the Joe and the Poor Boy show from roughly December of 1997. And you're going to love it. It is, it's just stupid. Ben says he actually enjoys listening to those shows reviewing them, hearing the material. I can barely muster it. Like I will uh, get the audio file from the analog source, the tape, dub it over digitally. All I do is I make sure that the, hold on, there's a couple hairs out of place here. Really bugging me. Okay. Uh, get the audio, and I just make sure that it's being recorded. I don't even, uh, like, listen to it. And then I just save it without actually reviewing it. I send it off his way. And then I have had it. Now, when it comes to the audio that I have to review, I actually have to listen to that shit, and it's fucking horrible. So how Ben cannot handle listening to the Who Are These Freebeers episodes when he's reviewing them, his his words, not mine. Uh, I feel the same way about who are these Zanes. I actually enjoy listening to the Free Bear and Hot Wing shows. I, I find it to be exciting, like I'm on the hunt when I'm able to listen to those shows and go, oh God, we got to talk about that. I write down a little time stamp and then I'm giddy with excitement because I know it's going to be fun. I know it's going to be hilarious. I love reviewing those shows from a professional standpoint. Uh, but uh, not so, not so much for who are these Zanes. That will be Saturday. And then we will do the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Ben, I don't know if he knows it right now, but um, Chris D sent along two more great examples of some hilarious dialogue between Ben and his radio co host Anthony from the X's and Bros show, which is a sports talk show. Which is what I'd like to get into today. I titled this show Lions playing for a birth in the Super Bowl. At least that's what I think I put in there. 
Let that sink in. And so I've found myself this week really focusing on that of how rare this is in order to grasp it. I have made a concerted effort to acknowledge the significance of these days. It's so entirely rare that you really have to go, wow. I mean, we're talking about more than half of a century of Super Bowls. And then add on like another 15 years. I don't know what years the Super Bowls started. I think it was the late 60s, early 70s. I, I don't fucking know. Uh, but, wow. And in all of that time, you had the one playoff win. Uh, to win two is exactly what the doctor ordered when it comes to fans of the team. Now, those assholes are playing on playing with house money right now. When I say assholes, you know that's flattering for me. House money. What does that mean? That means nobody really expected you to get this far. I mean, they had hoped. But let's be honest here. We all had a little bit of trepidation. There's only one guy who really believed it, and it's the guy, well, the team probably, but in, from a fan standpoint, the guy who got the tattoo. I'll, I'll get to him in a second. I actually have uh, audio video from that guy who got the tattoo. Lions, Super Bowl winners, 2024. Incredible. Um, uh, Dan Campbell might have believed it. Dan Campbell, rah, make a believer. I think he just won um, uh, some Coach of the Year award. I don't know if it's the official award, but uh, some organization just gave him the NFC Coach of the Year. Holy shit. Oh, my God. So I just, I'm trying to... Um, really focus on it and i'm not reading articles i'm not really paying attention to anything on social media in fact um i've distanced myself from all the places that i would look at during the season where the lions talk was pervasive various facebook groups lions fans on facebook like thousands of people that constantly talking about the team and um yeah i've i've never really um oh no Madison writes, do you have a spare key for my car? Mine is missing and barely works anyways. Well, hold on a second. I got to take care of this because if I do not respond to this, it's going to be a problem. I do not, comma, my dear, period. I am podcasting right now, period. I will reach out to help you as best I can when I get done, period. Sorry, period. Do you have a spare key for my car? Mine is missing and barely works anyways. Uh, Tim writes, can you imagine if the Ford family decides to sell the Lions now and then relocate to Alabama? All right, I lost my train of thought. Cole says, caller, no. I have been given strict orders. I do not call Madison 
on the podcast. Uh, that is a way to lose Madison points. That happened far too many times. In fact, um, there was the time when I called her, I'm such an idiot, when uh, I was on the Patreon, I believe. The story can be told now. When I was walking by her bedroom door and I heard her say with the door closed, you didn't make me gay. And I was like, huh? What is that? Go into Diana. I go, hey, I just heard this. What the hell is that? Is, is Madison gay? She says, no. Well, Diana's good at covering because Diana knew, in fact, because I'm always the last to know. Diana probably had known that she was gay for like the past 15 years. So I come in here and of course I called her. Madison, I heard something. Uh, I, I, I was walking by. I, I can't believe I did this in hindsight. Are you like a, uh, are you a shrub scout? What? Yeah. No, come on, dad. No. Hang up. A little later on, my phone rings during the show. The same show. I say to everybody, hang on. I, I better take this. And then she, over the phone, says, okay. She's crying. I go, who cares? I go, is that, is that the problem? No, I, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Don't call me anymore, you asshole. Okay, no problem. I won't call you anymore. Chronic says, Corey says, I thought she was bi. Look, I'm just telling you what she told me. I'm just telling you what she told me. She's awesome, though. She's seriously star in the forehead for that kid. The balls on that kid to instantly... Uh, announced to the world that and all of considering where we live surrounded by some of the most bigoted assholes in all of humanity. Um, you know, to have, I said to her, I go, look, you, you got to have your head on a swivel, especially around here. There are so many bigoted assholes that do not like you. So, you know, and then uh, when I, I went to up to, um, Jacqueline, I go, Hey, do you know your sister's gay? She goes, Oh Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. How did you know that? She goes, well, I don't know. Just the way she dresses. What? Yeah, she dresses like a dude. I go, what? I I guess. I mean, fuck. I don't know, man. Cole says that's exactly why you need to call. Yeah, fuck off, Cole. What the fuck is wrong with you? No. No. Um, where was I going with this? The fucking lions. I'm just, okay. I I have been asked to make the chili. They slaughter Eric Zancho, slaughter the Turks, Armenian chili, sweet heat chili. That is the plan. I've had a challenger in the chili wars, um, Stick their head out from their turtle shell recently and tell me that 
they challenge my chili. And it's that fucking piece of shit, Ashley, in her shit bag gasoline chili. Um, Not long ago, she made some of her shit and said that it would be better than mine. I'm like, you fucker. So help me God, if there's ever a time that we can compare chilies, I would absolutely do that. We need to bring back the chili cook-off. We did it once. We got to do that again. And this time, in fact, I won our own inner show chili cook-off, but I said it would look bad, and I gave the award to that fucking slob, Andrea. And uh, so I won't do that anymore. I'm not, no. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna take any. Uh, I'm not gonna handle you all with kid gloves. I'm gonna destroy you. I'm gonna win the best traditional, and I'm gonna win the best uh, white chili. My white chili is. You'll be like, "What the fuck is this? This is the greatest thing I've ever had in my in my life." Until you try my traditional chili, you'll be like, "Oh my god, it's just it's it's nuts." I am the world's greatest chili chef. I'm not a chili cook. I'm a chili chef. Ashley says, I promise I will win. Nobody knows what an amazing chef I am. Hang on. I got an itch in my ear. Oh God. Isn't that crazy? You feel like it's actually in your brain. Amy suggests a chili cook off at Bosco's pub. Stevie says, I was there. Zane's white chili was amazing. Thank you. Ryan says, speaking of Bosco's, Amy, Big Fraud Zane, are you ever at Bosco's anymore? Yeah, I was there last week, ding dong. And I will be there more than likely Monday of this coming week. And then possibly on Friday. I only work maybe one, sometimes two days a week. Tyler asks, is Ashley's chili called fuck you? I love you, chili. The taste smacks you in the face with spice immediately, but has a sweet finish. Oh, probably. There's no doubt it's seasoned with uh, ground up vag dust. Because you know that thing's dry as a bone. Ryan says, can I come eat some of your French fries again, Zane? Or will I freak you out with my sexy good looks? No, no, you're encouraged. You're encouraged to be there. Yeah, just because uh, uh, you add your own labia seasoning to your chili doesn't mean it's good. In fact, that makes it poison. Vag slime broth, says Tyler. Fantastic. All right. So I'm stoked. It's a 630 game on Sunday for the Lions. I think the Ravens are going to win. And I no comment on the Lions. None. No comment whatsoever on the Lions. I'm going to sit in the same chair that I've sat throughout these same playoffs. Through all the playoffs. With the same dog and the same blanket. I invited my son over, Jim, so he could watch it with me. I don't know if he's going to take me up on it. I hope he does. He hasn't experienced the futility of these losers for as long as I have. Uh, The Lions are described as 
America's team right now. They are the darlings because they, they have that Chicago Cubs vibe about them, that lovable losers. Where people are saying, why not the Lions? Why not? Uh, we're going to take a look at this guy. Detroit Lions fan gets Super Bowl champion tattoo. He says it's happening. Oh, God. Fuck off, dude. Look at him. That Now, that is... That, that's a that's that's a normal that's a regular old fashioned uh, Southeast Michigan Detroit resident. Audio check, video check. Let us begin. Never been more sure of anything in my life. Alex Chapeska is so sure the Lions are winning All the right. Super Bowl. You have to bear with me here because the audio is very very low. Well, he's out there, but mostly everyone's been positive. And as you can imagine, okay, I'm not one of them. Uh, fuck you, Alex Polish, you asshole. Uh, first of all, you're a dumb fuck. My God, you're so fucking lucky. Now, if they win the whole thing, yes, it works out. But even if they win the whole thing, you are still a dumb fuck. Imagine he's gained more and more praise for his permanent prediction as the Lions keep winning. The longer it goes, the more people... Only only a uh, Metro Detroit dumb fuck resident would be so confident that instead of buying uh, a, a goddamn... Um, what do you call it? Betting on the Lions to win the Super Bowl, taking rounding up all of his uh, uh, payday loan money and, and, and placing a wager... This dick gets a tattoo. People have been on board. In the locker room today after team practice, Alex Anzalone says all the support from fans has been unbelievable, and this is no exception. I mean, a tattoo, that's, that's a huge commitment. Obviously, you get it removed, but... Um, what Alex Anzalone means is, yeah, what a dumbass. You know, yeah, it's, it's awesome just because of... It's know, not. It's not awesome. When I resigned here in March, you know, it's the biggest thing for me is obviously it had to work out, you know, in different ways um but yeah we don't give a shit talk about how stupid that guy is i think the legacy that you can leave here just because of where this organization has been um you know you can you can a translation how shitty they've been for decades met your name in history here and uh, our, our opportunities right in front of us chapeska says again as the tattoo reads this sunday lions win and the super bowl lions win it feels like destiny now that it's our turn Come on. The most exciting time I've ever had being a Lions fan. Okay, this is the first time that I haven't... We have a lot going on, but our IT team can handle it all. Way too loud. Watch a convenience store armed... Uh, this is the first time that I've disliked being a Lions fan. After that. Come on, man. Got a comment. Alex Anzalone has free beer hair. <laughs> How much does it cost to cover an old tattoo if the Lions lose? Adam says he's from downriver. What do you expect? <sighs> yeah, that's annoying. I don't care for that. Uh, all right. So I've, 
That's what the average Lions fan. I hopefully uh, you're you're taking it all in. I'll I'll check in with Rick from TC in just a bit. He has uh, been uh, struggling for just about the same amount of time as I have. Um, you know it's it's hard to believe that in 1980 when I started watching them. Uh, that was the year of Super Bowl 16. So late 60s is when the Super Bowl got started, I guess, right? Yeah, mid to late 60s. And uh, the Lions, that was the first year I watched them, and they did well enough. They had a winning record, didn't make the playoffs. Super Bowl was, um, I think it was in Detroit that year. Maybe 80, 81, I have no fucking idea. But all of these years that I've been watching, I'm like, God damn, come on, come on. There is a uh, conspiracy theory going around that the Super Bowl logo, the colors of the Super Bowl logo, show that the Super Bowl is fixed and that there is a, uh, a scam involved and it's a conspiracy theory. So if you were to look at the logo for this year's game, it's a shade of red and a shade of like purple which I guess are the colors somewhat of um, the 49ers and the Ravens. Last year, same thing. I forget it was in the Super Bowl last year at, at Kansas City and somebody. And then also for the year before that with LA and whoever the fuck they played. That every year, last three years that that's happened, there's been a shade of the color of each of the teams well before um, the actual teams played and actually made it into the Super Bowl. Now that's all it takes for butt fucks like Aaron Rodgers and any of you other asshole conspiracy theorists to think, oh yeah, the fix is in, oh yeah, it's a script. Such a crock of shit. I hate you people. I actually... You make me uh, physically ill. I hate these conspiracy theory assholes. Everything's a goddamn conspiracy theory. Yeah, like if the NFL had a script, even if they did, like they would do that. To what to what benefit would it be if they if they tipped off their hand and said, "All right, since we know who's going to be in the final game, let's go ahead and give them a clue." So stupid. Linda asked the question, why isn't the logo the same every year? Fuck, I don't know. Who knows? You're right. Why isn't the logo the same every year? Because it's a conspiracy. Uh, Ben says, even if we knew it was scripted, we would still watch WWE anyone. Tyler says, I don't think there's a script, but I do believe there's some shady shit that goes on occasionally. I don't. I don't. Not when it comes to gameplay. Not at all. Kyle suggests change it every year so you can sell more shit. Now, is that a question or are you, are you mansplaining? Because you can't explain it and then not be called mansplaining. Or is it just explaining Uh, Matt 
says, so players getting hurt. Is that in, in the script? Was Mike Utley scripted? Benji says, oh, come on. No bad calls during a game ever. Oh, of course there's bad calls. They're bad calls. All right. They're not done to help another team win, you dumb fuck. Don't be so stupid. It's just a bad call. No, I don't believe that there's any type of rigging whatsoever in any way, shape, or form in any sports. Well, I take it back. I guess it could be if you have the rogue ref who bets. Like there was some bet in the NBA, uh, some ref in the NBA. Was his name Jim Donnelly or something like that? I don't know what the fuck his name was. And uh, he would like bet a ton of money on a team to lose. And then he'd go on the court and he'd uh, ref that game. And then he would like, uh, you know, call for the, put calls on the other guys so that the team that he bet on would win or some shit. I'm probably getting maybe like 5% of that right. But I know that that had something to do with it. He was, he got in big trouble. He might've gone to prison. All right. So we are fired up today. Fired up today. So great. Uh, but I'm, I'm very apprehensive. Very, very apprehensive. Patrick says, I think in boxing for sure, especially when there is big money involved. Tim Donahue. Thank you, Tyler. Um, of all the audience members, Tyler could be a producer and a writer. I just interviewed Jackie Martling the other day on who are these broadcasters. You can watch it um, on the Who Are These Podcasts YouTube channel. And he had an unbelievable job. His job on the Stern Show was every day he'd have a pad of paper and he'd go through the, all of the paper and a Sharpie. And he would sit across from Howard. And whatever they would be talking about, Jackie's writing set just a, a few, just jokes. And then he would reach over and set them on the uh, note holder in front of him. And then Howard would somehow work the joke in. Sometimes he would, sometimes he wouldn't. Um, and that's what I picture our Tyler doing. That type of joke writer, except it's, I can see it in the chat. He has the best fucking jokes. And a lot of the times I'll be thinking of a joke and Tyler will actually say it. He'll say the joke that I'm thinking. He'll like write the joke. I don't know how the fuck he does that. Patrick says that was a fantastic show saying Jackie was hilarious. Um, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle says good interview. Good show. Except he kept clicking that damn pen. He wasn't clicking a pen. The microphone of his um, uh, earbuds kept hitting a button on his shirt. That's what we figured out. Tyler says, that means I've listened to you for too long. Ashley says, Tyler is one of my favorites. He's great. He's awesome. I love him. Um, anyway, where was I going with that? 
No, that's it. Oh, and then at the start of that interview with Jackie, you, it, it's because Jackie's like 80, you know? He can't see. And Christian and I are, you know, we're starting the interview and we're just kind of getting to know him before we start, in to get, start getting into some good stuff. And uh, his internet keeps crapping out. So he's talking, all of a sudden he freezes up, and then it shuts off completely. And we're like, and Christian's... And I'm laughing because it's hysterical, because we're bombing. And then Jackie finally figures it out that he's got he's going to use his phone. Like, yeah, well, nowadays you start with the phone. The phones are so good now. The phones are more dependable than your uh, desktop or your laptop. Without a doubt, 10 out of 10 times. If someone says to me, Hey, I want to, let's, uh, I want to interview for you for a business thing or, or whatever. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, do it on your phone or I'll send you a zoom link, but, uh, log in on your phone. Why? Cause the phone's better. You have more power. It seems with the phone. I never have a problem. It's always crystal clear. Computer sucks. All right. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Follow me on those uh, platforms, please. Uh, And follow me on my YouTube channel. All right. And thank you for being here on Twitch as we continue to grow the show one at a time. If you are visiting, please follow and subscribe. The open and live stream of the Eric Zane Show podcast brought to you by my very own Vouch store. Vouch combines content creators with small business brands. And I've got three fantastic small business brands to share with you. If um, you want to try a new alcoholic beverage or maybe even a new mocktail, you can uh, check out the different varieties of camp craft cocktails. Uh, dried fruit in a jar. You fill it with your booze. You let it steep like a fantastic cold booze-filled tea for a couple of days. And then voila, you have a camp craft cocktail. Uh, don't let the price fool you. Like right here, it says... Um, Three jars for 75 bucks. You put in your own rum, not counting the cost of the rum. It's a dollar fifty-six a drink. A little bit more. I don't know how much is a bottle of rum. You know? Um, anyway, each jar you can fill twice. So that's uh 48 drinks on the rum bundle, for example. Each jar makes uh, 16 drinks, uh, fill it up, use it, fill it up again, use it. That's it. We got the split rock coffee, whole bean or ground roast to, uh, two different price points for you to check out. I prefer the whole bean. You get more coffee tastes better. And then the world's greatest toothbrush, the tooth brush designed by a dental hygienist. Well, that's a damn good thing. Can you imagine if it was like a dock worker? Get the toothbrush. That'll set you back eight bucks for the adult or kid size. Coffee's $14.99 and $21.95. Camp craft cocktails uh, from $18.75 a jar to $25 a jar. Or get three for $75. All shipped to you in short order on the Eric Zane Show podcast vouch store. 
vouch.store slash Eric Zane. Try the products. Let me know how they are. If you're happy with them, please don't be shy. I need to know these things because if like 10 of you buy them and then 10 people are like, yeah, this sucks shit. I mean, I can take these off. All right. These products off if I choose. So let me know. Give me your review of the products that you buy. And you too can be featured on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Grand Rapids Gold. They are in action coming up on Wednesday, February 7th. Uh, about a week and a half away. I want to see you there. The Grand Rapids Gold game. GrandRapidsGold.com for tickets. They are $14. You can get a $14 ticket. There are no bad seats in the house. Okay. And uh, they have $2 beers, $2 dogs, Thursdays and Fridays. The future of the NBA right here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The Grand Rapids Gold are the affiliate of the NBA champion Denver Nuggets who are having another fantastic year. You must see the athleticism on display with G League basketball. It's developmental in name only. And boy, are these guys hungry. I mean, not, not like for $2 beers, $2 dogs. I mean, these guys are really, really, oh, God, do they play hard. You will love the games. And then you can get uh, tap me on the shoulder and say hi to me. I'm courtside. Please say hello. GrandRapidsGold.com. Thank you to Impact Power Sports. An unbelievable selection of amazing ATVs, UTVs, motorcycles, electric bikes, golf carts, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer. You can check them out in Rockford, Michigan. Impact Power Sports, MI.com. They sponsor me. They sponsor the studio. They're awesome family-run business. And uh, you can head over there to Rockford, Michigan and check out the inventory yourself. They've got a full, gigantic service department. If you already have gear that you screw around with in the mud, they can fix it for you. Impact Power Sports, MI.com. My man Rick from TC Paintball. I just heard from a new crew down in Kalamazoo. Who wants to gather people um, because I, we have an overabundance of Browns. Uh, at last check, 23 Mexicans and Hondurans are going to be uh, one half of the battle for the Rio Grande. That is uh, paintball war number 23. So I only have a small band of Caucasians to fight these animals in the paintball war. But I just got... Uh, a whole new pack of whites that will be uh, taking on the Mexicans. It's uh, Freebeer's wife's ex-husband, Cole, and his buddy, Matt. And if they can get any of their uh, hillbilly Kalamazoo friends together, they're going to make the trek up um, to be part of our team. Now, I'm I'm just fucking with you. We're not really going to have a race war. But it's just hilarious to, to describe it that way. It's just the dumbest thing that's ever happened. I mean, here we have a border crisis, and we're actually reenacting the border crisis through paintball. Anyway, get your ass to paintball war number 23. It is February 18th, RSVP to your old pal EZ. And while you're at it, uh, keep in mind that you can book an event anytime you want at TC Paintball for you and your crew. The best part about TC Paintball is the second you get there, the adventure starts. You just walk right in. You're treated like royalty. Fill out your waiver in case you, you know, whatever the hell happens. 
and uh, with just which will be nothing. And then you just pay one fee and everything is just handed to you. And then you just go make your own fun. My God, TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. Rick in moments. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device. All right. Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app. And oh my God, this is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And, of course, it's a video camera, so it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Rick also takes this Detroit Lions stuff seriously. We had a paintball war scheduled um, on Sunday, and he canceled it. He said, fuck that shit. Lions game. Or wait a minute. Two weeks ago. He said, we can't do it, E. No way. Kyle Ryan writes, Denver lost by 40 points last night. Do you wake up and say, I'm going to try to make Eric look look like an asshole? Is that what you do? Is that is that what you're trying to do there? Patrick says, I always hear dude shatter Shadaway when Zane says impact power sports. I can do a good dude Shadaway impression. Runner girls, Amy says, How is dude Shadaway doing? Anyone heard from him lately? I uh I, I did uh he uh, had an incident on his houseboat where um it was listing, it was leaking actually. And um he woke up with everything but his head underwater. Uh, he had to be rescued. He lives uh, at one of the, in the ports in uh, uh, Norfolk, Virginia right now. And I actually called him while he was still on the boat and it was sinking. His, he has a, he had his phone there and he picks it up and I go, he picks it up. And he's like, power, power, power. Hey, poor boy. Hey, I'm like, wait a minute. You sound like Cecil with a Y. I kind of, I think I combined like two or three voices there. Rick says, I'm good whenever you want to call early. I hear you. 
<sighs> Rick from TC Paintball, my man. Rick from TC Paintball. Yes, sir. All right, this is some serious shit going on this weekend. Yep. How Not, exciting is this? We're, it, it's really odd. Really, really odd. Um, I got really excited when they signed Zach Ertz earlier this week because I was like, man, the Lions are never in a position to make these moves at this time of year. It just, it's just such a surreal feeling. Yeah, he's like a, a former All-Pro tight end. We had one guy go down, so they had they were allowed. I didn't even know you were allowed to do that. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the rules are there. I don't think he was. He must not have been under contract anymore. Maybe no. uh, reasons free agency uh, started early for him because they were eliminated. Yeah, I think I think he was asked. He asked out of his contract with uh, some team not that long ago. With so, Arizona. Yeah. Wow. So Kyler is an idiot, though. I wouldn't want to play with him either. What? I'm sorry. Kyler Murray is an idiot. He's just not very smart. I oh. want to play with him. <laughs> Instead of watching film, he goes home and plays Madden. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So, yeah, I've been, I was talking about earlier in the show, how I've caught myself several times this week actually having a conversation in my brain of uh, absorb this, uh, take it in. This is so weird. This is so bizarre. And on the Today Show this morning, they started off, they go, all right, in each NFL city is, we're having a pep rally in each one of the towns. And then they referred to the Lions as the uh, fan favorites and the darlings of the NFL. What? Hell yeah. What? Well, think about it. All three of those other teams that are still alive, they've had Super Bowl appearances in the last 10 years. Right, right. I mean, Kansas City, this is their sixth or seventh straight AFC championship. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore is ridiculously good. They're favored, I think. Some have San Francisco, some have Baltimore. And then the 49ers have a pedigree around them, too. They've had unbelievable success. And then you got the fuck-face Lions uh, that just kind of, like, strut in and not really giving a fuck. They just keep going, though. They don't make – they're not making – I'm not going to say they don't make those those uh, mistakes anymore. They haven't made those mistakes like they normally would uh, to get themselves out of key situations in the games. They've been, they've been making the right uh, moves, the right plays the right things at the right times. And it's, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. I can't, I can't stop smiling about it. Uh, as you're talking, um, show asshole Ashley writes, we've talked sports for 47 minutes. I haven't laughed once. This is horse shit. And then she writes a bunch of Z's like she's asleep. How many, uh, how many different ways can we tell her to shut the fuck up? I forgot that our sole purpose in life here is to entertain her directly. Yeah, exactly. Shut your dumb mouth. God damn. Go snuggle up to your dog. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably going to come back hard. Probably. Probably. Uh, all right. So how are you? In, are you just sitting at home? Is that is that is that how it works for you and your, uh, like, Sunday? Uh, so last week I got invited to the game by a buddy of mine and I really wanted to go to the game for obvious reasons, but I wanted to go with my kid. You know, my kid's 12 years old. He's starting to, to appreciate and love the lions because he sees me, you know, sweating it and stressing and pacing around the house when they play. Um, he's got a bunch of favorite players on the team. So I really want to watch it. I really, I didn't go because I wanted to watch it with my boy. If I was going to travel to the game, I wanted to watch it with him. So it's going to be me and him watching it. Um, 
and you know, I, I had chili and I made chili last week. So I'm gonna have some leftover chili and kind of keep that same mojo. I'm gonna sit in the same place in the couch. I'm gonna wear the same shit that I wore last week. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch him make history, man. Like I'm gonna think positively about it. What about dude who got lion's tattoo before the season started and everybody's calling him a genius? Well, <laughs> that's happened before. You know, I mean, I remember hearing stories like this that have happened in years past where it didn't work out. So genius, I don't know. He's a risk taker. And like today, I think the technology is getting to a point where there's some laser removal sources that you can get tattoos removed. So is it as big of a risk anymore? I mean, you got to deal with it for a while, but whatever. Yeah, I, I seriously i don't uh, i i want to hear a story about guy who put a thousand dollars down on them or whatever to win the super bowl what what their odds were you know and or somebody like that i if that guy is willing to risk all of that you think he would be able to uh muster up some money and and put some money down maybe he has i don't know but that's that that would probably be i mean if you're gonna do it do it that way as opposed to a stupid tattoo well, I mean, people are going crazy right now, and it's awesome. So I keep thinking about this. I'm like, okay, so, you know, one of a couple things can happen next. Like, whatever happens this season, they've had a successful season. Even if they go out there and get their asses kicked by San Francisco, which I don't want to or don't think is going to happen, but it is in the realm of possibility. Even if that happens, we got to turn around and look at the season about how – you know, what happened this year, what we thought was going to happen, the ups and the downs, and we got to, we got to look at it as a successful season, right? So what happens next? What happens next is they either continue the winning trend or they have setbacks or whatever. No matter what happens next, it's not going to be as fun right. as I don't think. Because once you have it happen, now next year you're going in going, okay, we're going to be as good as we were last right. year or better. We're going to make the, the the right roster moves and fill in the gaps and, and fix weaknesses and shit like that. So is it going to be as fun if it continues? Now, don't get me wrong. If they turn into the, the New England Patriots and go on some crazy run and have a bunch of success over the next 10, 15, 20 years, I'm going to love every minute of it. But just the, the contrast from what we came from in the last 30 years or so to where it is right now, it's a lot of fun right now. Yeah. I don't know if it's yep. match. I've thought that exact thing. It's never going to be as exciting as it is right now. Never, unless if they've come short and then win it all. But if they do happen, let's just say they they win the next two games, it will never be different. It will never be this good ever, no matter what. Right. If Dan Campbell, if he stumbles at some point in the next few years, you know, look at Mike Rabel. Ray Rabel had a pretty good uh, uh, run for a few years, and all of a sudden, you know, they get rid of him because it didn't look good. The whole "What have you done for me lately?" So, right. And- how bad, how how much screwing up or, or injury-riddled seasons can we have before Dan Campbell is no longer the darling in the NFL? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I hope that so many times soon because I really like that guy. I really yeah. like what he's doing. It's, it's right now. I, I cannot imagine, even if he sucks shit, how people could dislike Dan Campbell. You know? He's that he's that uh, uh, genuine of a soul, I guess. I agree, but what have you done for me lately? You know what I mean? They ride this they ride this wave of momentum and everybody's buying into the whole biting the kneecap thing or whatever. At some point, you can't use the same lines because it just sounds like the same shit and it's not as genuine. So if they're not winning in the next couple of years and he's still saying the same shit, that's not, I think that's how you lose a roster. That's how you, you get your guys not to believe in you anymore. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting for sure. Obviously, I'm going to watch, win, lose, or draw. I'm going to I'm gonna suffer with him or, or, uh, um, or be happy with right. him and celebrate so it did i'm gonna watch regardless it's just gonna be interesting what happens next well, and keeping my eyes on the chat 
I agree with you, Ashley. I hate saying we because I feel funny about it. It's not a we. I've never suited up for the Lions. I've never played for them. And I'm just a fan. So saying we is weird to me. I agree. Oh, she's just a pain in the ass. She's, well, she is, but I agree with her on that. What one. a I pain agree. in the ass. My I'm not God. A I won't be, but I'm not a we. Um, in fact, I, I had a thought and I was going to, I forgot what I was going to fucking say because she fucking distracted me. She derails us. Yeah, shut up. That's what it should be. Jesus. Um, well, okay, I know what it was. Do you get as annoyed at anti-Lion fan as I do? I get annoyed. Yes, I do. Um, now, obviously, you know, have your own opinion or whatever. I also got annoyed about everybody talking shit about Harbaugh. All the Michigan State fans talking about Harbaugh this week. I got annoyed with that, too. Um, you know, Harbaugh just won the national championship and just went undefeated. Yeah, you can say cheater and all that shit, but, I mean, you got to look closely at your own programs to, to make sure that you're not the, you know, pot calling the kettle. But uh, I get annoyed with people that kind of, you know, just say shit to say shit. They think they got a little win with Harbaugh, you know, taking a job in the NFL, so now they're going to talk shit about him. It's like, hey, you, all you uh, Michigan fans sure are quiet. Yeah, but you state fans have been quiet for a while. Michigan, Michigan fan is, say, like Bill Simonson, he said he's blaming – Ward Manuel, the Big Ten, and the NCAA for, quote, driving Harbaugh out of Michigan. I hate that opinion, too. It's stupid. Stupid. Uh, Rick, I, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to coming up on the um, February 19th, and we might have an unbelievable showing of uh, support. The Mexicans were, there was 23 of them that visited you last week. Is that right? Yep, they came and played. Gabe had 23. So, yeah, if he can if he can get all those guys to come back again, and then we've got a whole new influx of, uh, of uh, uh, <laughs> what do you call them, whites from Kalamazoo. Yeah. Uh, and then if we can get some of the, the, the regulars like, uh, you know, Kevin and uh, Tyler and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, then, I mean, we could have a real serious crowd. I think the most we've had is like in the 35 range. Right. So we could easily. Yeah, we could. God bless Gabe. He's wonderful and all his pals. I love those guys. Gabe, Gabe Jr., Cesar, all those guys, man. They uh, they show up, they have a good time, and then they, they kind of mill around the pro shop looking at that stuff on the wall, and you're going to give them a little bit of push, and, and they're going home with it. Nice. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. This is why we need more Mexicans in the U.S., Rick, to play paintball. Tear down the wall. Tear down the fucking wall. All right. <laughs> hey, you're the best. I appreciate you. Go Lions. Talk to you soon. Yeah, buddy. There we go. You guys are talking so much fun. Fuck. Say something funny. All right. Um, say something funny. Uh, you're married. That's funny. Fuck you. I love you. Fuck off. Fuck you. I hate you. Ah, fucking shit. Fucking asshole. Do something I like. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, this portion of the program is called the Ari Zane Love Update. I am committed to my two most recent clients. One is known as Rob. The other one is known as Linda. For those of you who don't know, 
I can only tell you what my clients allow me to tell you. Ari introduced Linda to Rob. Well, first of all, I showed Rob's picture to Linda. And she was kind of like all over the map. She wasn't uh, She wasn't really down for me sharing a picture. And then I, I finally convinced her. I go, look, let me do my job, woman. She sent me some pics. I sent them off to dude. 4 p.m. I sent the pictures. The next day, I'm doing the show here at 8.30. And I had not yet heard back from Rob. Well, hothead... Lansing fuckface Linda then immediately said, fuck him. I'm out. He should have responded the second he got those pictures. Now, what did I and every member of the audience say to her? Ah, I'd wait it out. You never know. Something could be going on. Give it 24 hours or so. No, 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 no. Fuck him. And I'm like, you're the boss on this show. I wrote Rob, she's out. Here's why. He responds with words. I'm not getting into the specifics of the words. One day, perhaps, if my clients give me the okay. But he first apologized very sweetly and then explained his predicament. And I wrote back, oh, shit. And then I told uh, Harpy Witch Hag what he told me. And she responded with, oh, shit. Now I feel like an asshole. And what did Ari Zane say? Good. Good. You should. However. Um, he responded very sweetly and said, Ari, I appreciate you. I have uh, Linda's email now. I think I'll drop her a note to say hi. So she's all like running around going, oh, oh my God, I'm such a fucking asshole. Oh my God, I can't believe I did this. Oh shit, I'm a fucking hot-headed dickhead. Fuck you, you didn't respond right away. And I told her, I mean, I know, I know how these things work. I, this, I'm a professional. Linda says, now I'm Ashley voice. No, they're not even the same. Just be quiet. You know what your job is right now? Be quiet and take your fucking Robitussin. Well, I know this. Mr. Rob has communicated with Linda. No, I didn't get a lot of information because it's my, it's not my job to pry. It's my job to put these people in touch. I'm just giving you the epilogue, just giving you the background. We're all in this together. Okay. Rob reached out to me some time ago 
saying, I, Ari, I need, I need someone. I'm lonely and I just want to be happy. And I said, Rob, I got you by the hand. I got you by the hand. We will find our way through this. Now, again, we got off to a rough start. But some communication has begun between these two elderly people. All right. And um, in that conversation that I had with Linda, she said something to the effect of, Oh, what a small world. Wow, we know this about each other and that and this person. He knows this person and I know that person. And oh my God, can you believe this? And I go, oh, oh, oh. I'm thinking to myself, ah, huh. funny, funny. When you let me do my job, how things can go. Okay. Again, all Ari Zane can do is connect people with his charms. And then I'm out. I'm gone. I'm away like a thief in the night. My work there is essentially done. Rob did kind of um, hijack the process by uh, contacting directly. But I figured if anyone is going to have a message that is going to be well received, it's going to be Rob after the nonsense that uh, Brunhilde here uh, put everybody through with that horrible, aggressive maneuver. You know? I mean, Rob, to reach out, even though uh, Linda is a walking red flag after that first asshole temper tantrum, is blessed. So lucky. So lucky. So enjoy your conversation, madam. I hope that at age 69 or however old you are, you've had some further education from Ari Zane, sex agent. I think the Supreme said it best when they said, you can't hurry love. No, you just have to wait. Something, 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 something. What do you think about that? I work some Motown into that. Uh, any other information that is provided by the gruesome twosome, the new gruesome twosome, who it's all just mild conversation. If there's anything further that I'm allowed to uh, provide follow-up for the audience, I, I will let you know. I will let you know. EZ, Ari Zane, uh, is on the case. Now, it has not worked out uh, for Ashley. And, and Ashley, um, I mean, it's been, okay, the first person I introduced her to, it was horrific. It, it, it imploded so quickly. Um, they didn't even meet these two. They just communicated electronically. And before long, it was a shitstorm. The second time, second person I introduced Ashley to was um, uh, a man from the Grand Rapids Gold, Steve Jabara. And it was a catastrophe. And not on Ashley. Not on Ashley. I said to Jabara, I go, you totally fucked this up. 
How did you how did you manage to do this? And she got pissed. It was incredible because uh, I said, Steve, I go, I have this friend, Ashley. She's, this is what she looks like. What do you think? He goes, oh my God, she's beautiful. I'd love to meet her. I go, okay, great. Okay, nice. Nice platonic texts between them. Maybe a phone call. Oh, okay. Fucking Jabara goes, all right, I'll meet you at the basketball game. We have a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game. You are my guest. It's going to be so much fun. She has two wing people, a guy and a girl. So three of them. I get there right on time. There's the three. There's my man, Steve. I introduce. He sees them to their seats courtside. All right. And then uh, you, he's gone. He didn't do anything. Like, he didn't come over to say hi. He would walk by her like he was working or something. She was so pissed. She stormed out of there. She fucking walked out. I was like, Ashley, I'm so sorry. She goes, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. I go, I don't know. I talked to him later. I go, dude, what the fuck? He goes, I know, I know, I need a do-over, I know. <laughs> she says, it was so awkward, why the fuck am I here? No, that is, that was not on you. It was not on you. I introduced her to my boy, Timmy Mayer. Those two, like rockets in the night. Oh, I was so happy. Didn't work out. I'm not going to go down the road and rip open those wounds. I'm just, I'm very disappointed because that's, that's three. And Ari Zane does not have uh, clients who are not satisfied. Ari Zane has clients that are in love. Ashley is still madly in love with Timmy. Wasn't right. You can't hurry love. You can't. Tim Mayer is one of the sweetest, most loving people on the planet. I love Timmy Mayer. Uh, Ashley revealing, she says, I, if I knew why we broke up, maybe I'd be able to move on, but I do not get it. Story goes, she wasn't given like a reason. You know how like when you break up, it's like, hey, this is why she didn't get to that point. Perhaps that'll happen. I'm not going down that road anymore. Cole says, so it didn't work out with basketball guy and hockey guy. No wonder why she doesn't like sports. Tyler adds, keep her away from any more sports related people in the future. Um, so perhaps we could hook you up with a video gaming nerd. Perhaps that's what you would help you. Maybe that would get you to the next level. Maybe like a maybe like a scientist. Or someone who's into like gambling, perhaps. I don't know. These are all stupid ideas. Perhaps 
a woman. I know you have your eye on one woman in the audience, and that would be Amy. Perhaps you should become a lesbian. Now, Amy is married to Gary, and Gary is a revered name on this show, all right? I don't even I don't even know Gary, but since his name is Gary, um, he's he's a fucking legend. Ashley says, I'm done with dating unless you can rip Amy away from Gary. Again, those two hit it off. The uh, lesbianic type of chemistry between them was unbelievable. Uh, Ben Glaze is here because the uh, X's and Bros show has finished up for the day. He suggests you send scissor videos. Florida man says maybe you could date some guy that likes to park in front of people's mailboxes. Perhaps. Ashley says she's probably going to dump me too. I swear to God. I'm sorry, Ashley. You got to keep trying. All right. There's a guy uh, who goes by the YouTube name Gixer Bra. Who... Gets on his motorcycle and drives down the interstate at speeds close to 200 miles an hour. He has a helmet cam and uh, he takes the videos and he uploads them. He has 286,000 people that follow him on YouTube. He also, um, there are chicks who reach out to him and say, please take me for a ride, Gixer Bra. So he meets them wherever they are and they get on the back of the bike and he takes them for a ride. Now, I don't know what happens after that, um, but that's his thing. That's that's the premise behind Gixer Bra. I had never heard of Gixer Bra until this week. This is a uh, one of his videos. Audio check, video check. Here we go. He's up now, right now, merging onto the interstate. Put some respect on my name, Dick Spray. <laughs> and there it is, boys. We're already at six thirty-five, boys. Look at that. You see the bike going up and down. Those are wheelies. He rides wheelies all the time. <laughs> He's going to get a message. It says, hey, uh, hey, fuck you. Are you taking a ride on your motorcycle? Mom! Okay, so now you can see he's splitting the lanes, weaving in and out of traffic. If it's two lanes, he goes in between a truck, like two trucks. He's going 200 miles an hour right now. Well, actually, I take it back. The speedometer says 136, but in some of his videos, he gets as high as 200 miles an hour. Boys, she's awake. She's been asleep 
he's awake. Uh, he has crashed before. He's got images on his YouTube channel of like, uh-oh, I wiped out. And you see like he's got road rash. But, you know, this guy's got a death wish. He's Here he is. He's picking this chick up, taking a hot model out on the bike. Here he is with this chick, you know. So you you you, you kind of get the idea. This guy is uh he's a goddamn daredevil. Well, he shot a video of himself riding from um Colorado Springs to Denver. Which if you and I are going with the flow of traffic uh, that is an hour and a half. He did it in 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes from Colorado Springs to Denver. The cops are aware of him at the time. And they know that they find on YouTube him. And they're like, okay. Corey says, how is a cop not seeing him this entire time? Well, they have, but he's going too goddamn fast. It's very difficult. I mean, think about it. If a cop has had a stop, by the time he pulls out into traffic, that guy's a mile ahead. And unless the cop, okay, if he's doing 150, the cop's got to do 140. And it would take several minutes to catch him. Well, he wouldn't catch him because the guy's going faster. There's some easy math for you. He's never going to catch him. So he, Gixer Bra has never been caught, and he's making a killing on these fucking videos. Corey says he's not only going to kill himself, he's probably going to kill someone else too. Uh, good job coming up with that, Corey. Way to break it down. He's going to kill himself. And he might even kill somebody else. That's my hot take. What a fucking idiot thing to say. Of course he's going to kill himself and probably going to kill someone else. That's like jumping in the pool and saying, my hair's wet. What is wrong with you? You know, I have a little bit more faith in you to come up with things that are actually useful and insightful. Why would you even waste the time to type, hey guys, he's not only going to kill himself, he's going to kill someone else too. My God. Packer for fun says nothing. A set of spike strips won't cure. So he's an absolute menace. The cops have finally figured out who he is. This, that uh, Colorado video happened in October. Tyler points out, imagine how far he would fly if he launched from his bike at that high rate of speed. Colorado State Patrol has announced after a long investigation they have identified and issued a warrant for the arrest of uh, 
dude, Gixer Bra. He is 32-year-old Rendon Dietzman from Texas. I'm curious how they went about finding this information out. Um, he goes by Gixabra on YouTube, was discovered by Colorado State Police and the Dallas Police Department after a thorough investigation. According to CSP, Dietzman has done this multiple times with other videos posted to his channel from different parts of the U.S. showing similar actions. Troopers said Dietzman traveled on I-25 from Garden of the Gods Road to the Denver metro area in 20 minutes. Speeds over 150, squeezing between vehicles, traveling on the shoulder, putting hundreds of people in jeopardy. Hey, he's going to kill himself or somebody else one day, is what no one said because everybody already knows that. An arrest warrant has been issued for the uh, following charges, and... I don't know. I'm assuming these are felonies. Menacing. Engaged in a speed contest is a charge. Reckless endangerment, reckless driving, speeding 40 miles over. Engaged in exhibition of speed. Vehicle had no number plates attached. Wow. This is an extreme example, but sadly a real one. Kessler stated, if you drive like this, you can expect to be arrested when you are located. Taken from the Corey uh, School of Obvious Statements. This is the best outcome for a person who drives violently since the, cue the Corey quote, smallest mistake could result in his death or that of an innocent person in the area. We simply have no tolerance towards someone who so blatantly disregards the well-being of the community. I don't think he cares. Um, yeah, if, at that point, I think that it's perfectly acceptable if you know he's like three minutes out, you get the cars off the road and you have, um, some M60s lined up and you know, you just lay it down and that's it. He is trying, he has a death wish and because of that, you show no mercy. And you just turn that fucker inside out. And that's the end of it. You get a couple shovels, you scoop them up, throw them in the back of the fucking steak truck, and then dump them in the goddamn lake. You want to fuck around? What is that term? Uh, there's like a, a graph, and it, there's like a line, and then it says fuck around and find out. And then when one, you know how it is? Fuck around, find out. Which is interesting because... I uh I got into my super sweet 21-year-old daughter daughter's car um yesterday, not yesterday, 2 days ago to uh drive it to her cuz I put the snow tires on it. And um she's in this stage where everything is equality and gay and black lives matter and rainbows and um you know, I mean pretty much comes with the territory. So I get into the car and on the rearview mirror, there's like a dream catcher and a couple other like crystals and a medallion and um, uh, uh, one fifth scale orca whale uh, dice. There's a squishmallow in the passenger seat of a cactus with arms. And there's st uh, stickers all over the dash rainbow, um, accept all, 
what is it? Coexist. Um, transgender flag, gay flag, all this shit. Everything. Everything. Um, remember, what's the name of that club where the whole gay movement started in the 70s? Stonewall? Stonehenge? Stonebreaker? New York City? Stone something. Stone Palace? Stonehouse? God damn it. What is it? Can one of you gays tell me what that place is where the whole gay rights movement started in the 70s? Stone, stone house. The stone wall. Is it the stone wall? Now I got to look it up. Stone wall. Gay. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is called the stone wall. Stone wall in. Ha ha. Stone wall sticker. Uh, you got to put all that shit on there. Um, legal abortion for everyone. Um, uh, uh, bring back Roe v. Wade. It's all on the inside. It's on the da- the fucking glove box. And then nestled in there is uh, uh fuck around and find out. It's there's it's the whole graph. The fuck around, find out the whole thing. It's there. Donut Dan is a former cop. He's killed hundreds of people. He writes, this retard will be charged with many crimes and he will do jail time for sure. Also, that's, yep, very obvious. We know that. I agree with you. Subpoena the owner of the YouTube page and they probably use cameras to find his plate and may have set him up with one of those hot chicks rides with an undercover hot cop. Ah, that's brilliant. Uh, Eric explains an obvious meme to all of us. Yeah, look, don't you lash out at me, you little shit. You're the one who had the dumbass obvious statement of he's going to kill himself and someone else. You dumb dick. Just because you know it and I don't doesn't make you better than me. You're a huge pile of shit. Never forget that. Cole writes, when you break the law, don't film it. If you film it, don't post it. Anyway, I just found it incredible that with all of those fantastic, uh, uh, you know, acceptance things, she's got to fuck around and find out on her uh, next to all those on the interior of the car. There comes a point when you you don't, I mean, if you if you're a young person with a piece of shit car like she has, that's okay, but it's just don't do it when you get your first big girl car. Don't put stickers all over the place. Fuck the stickers. Well, anyway, that fucker is in deep shit. And um, yeah, you can't. If they just shoot him, it may work out better. Uh, by the way, I want speaking of, uh, slaughtering someone like that or killing them, there was an execution last night in Alabama, and this is unbelievable. Okay. This asshole murdered somebody in 1988. Again, the death penalty is not effective because the punishment is not swift, certain, or severe. This is severe, but it's definitely not swift. And for a long time, it wasn't certain. 
so it's not a deterrent. If inmate Kenneth Eugene Smith, when he was convicted in a 1988 murder for hire slaying of a preacher's wife, which by the way, you had some Alabama preacher who was speaking the good word and uh, had stolen all the money from the congregation and needed money. So he, his wife was murdered and he was going to collect the insurance money to get out of hock. Unbelievable. Hired this douchebag and he and another guy murdered his wife. Um, so 1988. So that's 98, 08, 18, 35 years since the incident. He's lived a long life. Of course, it hasn't been great. He's been incarcerated, but who gives a fuck? That's why it's not effective. If after they found out that he was convicted, they took him out and shot him in the face or cut his head off publicly. Yes. Swift, certain, severe. That's a goddamn deterrent. This is not. Well, anyway, they tried to kill this prick years ago. Well, not that long ago. And he's one of these fucking idiots who they couldn't find a vein because they used a, uh, a lethal injection. And so it, it didn't work. So then they're like, huh, how do we kill him now? And then his lawyers are saying, oh, he can't suffer. It's cruel and unusual. If He can't suffer. This is, he shouldn't be put to death then. And what if he suffers? And I'm like, who gives a fuck if he suffers? It's not supposed to be a fucking party. You should suffer. Does that say, I know that sounds inhumane, but yes, it's supposed to be inhumane. That's why it's a death penalty. I don't understand. I mean, if you're going to either that or just don't have, or just don't have any death penalty. Okay. But you do have a death penalty. So if you're going to have a death penalty, have a death penalty. Let's sit there and split hairs. And, well, he's supposed to be have unicorns flying out of his ass. So they came up with a new way. They're going to, put a mask on them and have it flow pure nitrogen through a face mask to cause oxygen, oxygen deprivation. Now it did kill him, but it's still, it leaves. I mean, if you're worried about dragging this on, if that's the takeaway, I mean, he did, it took a while to kill him. Because the idiot was holding his breath. So he puts a mask on him and he's trying. <laughs> and so then, you know, he's, he's waiting to breathe and then he can't breathe. So then he brings in uh, nitrogen and it knocks him out. But he's still breathing. So then it took a little while and the fucker eventually died. All right. And the family's like, you know, the lawyer's like, oh my God, he suffered. And they're like, yeah, well, no shit. He suffered. And so did my mom. So did my sister. Fuck you. Um, you know how they say, like, you remember when the implosion happened from that sub that went down to see the Titanic and all those guys were in that stupid thing. And then it like vanished. I mean, it like imploded 
And one of the parts of that, one of the plot lines of that whole thing was they didn't feel a thing because the amount it takes for a body to be what happens to a body when the implosion takes place because of the pressure is uh, exponentially faster than the amount of time a pain or an awareness of what's happening impulse travels through the body. So they didn't, it should, they just ceased to exist. That's what happened. That's how they should do it. Put them into a capsule. I mean, like actually have the company that made that capsule make a goddamn coffin out of the same material and just drop it down. You're, you won't feel a thing. And, and it's no must, no fuss. We don't see it happen. I mean, if you want, you can, I don't know, maybe get a camera down there if that's, if that's your thing. But, you know, nobody has to clean anything up. The fish eat. It just goes to the bottom of the ocean. You're gone. Um, and then, I know it sounds ridiculous, but uh, the fucking guillotine. That is instantaneous. Your head is gone. A firing squad's a little fucked up because you're going to have to have people shoot and that might fuck them up. So I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing. Isn't there a way in the firing squad that like some of them have a blank in the weapon and, and you don't know who, who no one knows who's actually shooting. So you, it's plausible that you could like sleep at night because you didn't shoot him. I'll tell you right now. If there's a murderer in front of me that like, you know, shot up an orphanage or something like that. And I'm the guy, I'm one of the guys that has to shoot him in the head. I would be excited. I would be giddy with excitement to be the one to have to do that. I would love that. That would be like going to Disney world for me. I would absolutely get joy out of it. If you were to get a a full body image of me and I'm shooting a guy who shot up an orphanage or a school, you're going to see the biggest fucking boner sticking out of my pants. Okay. My God. Bob says, drop a 55 gallon weighted drum into the ocean. Yep. Uh, Corey says, no, only one has the blank because if you only have one shooter, he may not hit him in a place that kills him. And then you have to shoot him again. Okay. Makes sense. One person has the blank, but you don't say who it is. So they at least can think, well, maybe I wasn't the one that killed him. I think they should have like 10 guys not with rifles, but with like grenade launchers or tanks or, uh, M60s or like in the, uh, you remember that movie full metal jacket, that guy in the, in the helicopter gets some and the rounds are like this big. They're like uh, 18 inches long. Nick says the implosion chamber. I think you're on to something. And let me tell you something. That's a point of pride with me. If Nick, who is fucking genius, says to me, I'm on to something. Tyler adds, this is how Ocean Gate makes their comeback. Brilliant. 
Durham says, what happened to the minister husband? Good question. Let me delve into this a little further. Execution took place 22 minutes from the time between the opening and closing of the curtains to the viewing room. Smith appeared to remain conscious for several minutes. For at least two minutes, he appeared to shake and writhe on the gurney. Excellent. Sometimes pulling against the restraints. Cool. This was followed by several minutes of heavy breathing until breathing was no longer perceptible. In a final statement, Smith said, Tonight, Alabama. Smith, the guy executed, says, Tonight, Alabama causes humanity to take a step backwards. I'm leaving with love, peace, and light. Fuck you. He made the I love you sign with his hands towards family members who were witnesses. Thank you for supporting me. Love, love all of you, Smith said. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey said the execution was justice for the murder for hire killing of 45-year-old Elizabeth Senate in 1988. After more than 30 years, an attempt after attempt to game the system, Mr. Smith has answered for his horrendous crimes, Ivey said in a statement. I pray that Elizabeth Senate's family can receive closure after all these years dealing with that great loss. Mike Senate, the victim's son, said Thursday night that Smith had been incarcerated almost twice as long as I knew my mom. He, uh, the first execution attempt was 2022. This went all the way to the Supreme Court. Federal courts rejected Smith's bid to block it with the latest ruling coming Thursday night from U.S. Supreme Court. Justice Sonia Sotomayor, who along with two other liberal justices, dissented. Sotomayor is the only one who wrote any words. She said, having failed to kill Smith on its first attempt, Alabama has selected him as its guinea pig to test a method of uh, execution never attempted before. The world is watching. Oh, thanks, drama queen. Give me a break. Yeah, the world watched, and he's dead. So what? Alabama said the nitrogen would cause unconsciousness within seconds and death within minutes. State Attorney General Steve Marshall said Thursday, The nitrogen gas was intended to be and has now proven to be an effective and humane method of execution. Well, I only care about the effective part of it. When asked about the convulsing, they said involuntary movements. All expected, nothing out of the ordinary. Um... Dead guy's spiritual advisor says, no, it didn't go as planned. He wasn't unconscious in 30 seconds. What we saw was minutes, someone struggling for their life. I don't know how someone can possibly say that with a clear conscience, considering what that piece of shit did. Just because, why is it that we, because time passes, everybody feels bad for the guy who stabbed someone to death. Uh, Smith had a last meal of a T-bone steak, hash browns, toast, and eggs slathered in A1 steak sauce. Boy, when he shit. I bet that was bad. Let's see. About the pastor husband. 
doesn't say a word about the pastor's husband. You'll have to look that up. On your that is a homework assignment from your old pal Easy. All right. Thank you to Tag Accounting. Ever heard about this time? I preached to you about the importance of getting your taxes done by Troy Ginzer from Tag Accounting. A certified tax accountant, a CPA, certified public accountant is what I would call him if I wasn't an idiot. Reach out to Troy at 616-301-9516, no matter where you are in the U.S. Troy does a lot for me. He's done my personal taxes for a long time. He also started on the business side for your old pal EZ, Eric Zane Productions, LLC, in S-Corp. Uh, and he takes care of all of that. He said, EZ, you need an S-Corp. I said, what's that? He goes, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I go, what does it do? He goes, you will get a paycheck every two weeks with all of your appropriate taxes taken out of it, state, federal, social security, all that stuff. Um, and then you give me a few bucks every quarter and I'm in charge of your business. Okay, sounds good. Uh, that's all I need to know. People say to me, how does how does the business side run on EZ? I go, I don't know. I do not know. I have a trusted professional. I have a guy. So he takes care of me. And uh, Troy will offer you that type of uh, service as well. Once you get on his radar and um, get started, you'll be given a date. That is your tax date and time. So-and-so, Eric Zanchel podcast listener, I'll be doing your taxes on March 15th at 9 a.m. Have your phone handy. During that hour or so, sometimes less, he might call you with a question about this, that, and the other thing, but your taxes will be done and you will get more money back than you've ever gotten before. Uh, no moss, no fuss, no stress. This is better than any massive firm like H&R Block or God help you, TurboTax. Oh, you asshole. Don't you dare. I would rather you, if you had to, if you were to like, okay, uh, H&R Block or TurboTax? Definitely H&R Block. It should be Troy, okay? But no matter what, make sure it's not TurboTax. Don't do any of that shit. Tag accounting 616-301-9516. Online at tagcpa.net. I think I just pulled my thumb off. You saw me fucking around with my thumb. I was pulling it. And um, it popped, but not at like on the thumb joint. It went all the way down into like the base of the wrist. Some crazy set of cartilages moved and went whammo. Oh, orgasmic and painful at the same time. Incredible. Anyway, reach out to Troy. He's awesome. I am way behind on sponsors. Uh, Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the podcast. Reach out to them, 616-285-50. For anything tech-related, they can help you. At your business, if you ever need a tech upgrade and you are in the West Michigan area, start at Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. 
I've got an insurance pro, Frank Fuss. Any type of insurance that you need, Frank can help you. Now, when it comes to life insurance, you got your wife, you got your kids, you're making your way through the world. Takes everything you got. Um, if you do not have health care, I'm sorry, if you do not have life insurance, you and your better half and your kids. Oh, boy. Come on now. Um, thank God my dad impressed that upon me at a young age. Uh, all these people that work together as a team, kids, wife, husband, if anything happens to one of them, there could be a catastrophic moment in time financially. All right. And then you're stuck uh, with a goddamn GoFundMe. Everybody hates that. I mean, they love to help, but it's like, God damn it. Why don't you buy insurance? You and your GoFundMe. Uh, spend a few bucks a month. Get an insurance policy, a life insurance policy. Uh, because you're super preferred. You don't drink. You don't smoke. You're getting millions of dollars of coverage for a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. It just depends on what you want. Frank has all the details. Reach out to Frank Fuss, no matter where you are in the listening audience, buyinsurancehere.com, and he'll fill in all the blanks. Buyinsurancehere.com. For me, I insured the shit out of myself, uh, insured the shit out of Pooh Bear, uh, insured the shit out of my kids, rider policies, $10,000 each. That's enough if something terrible happens to bury them. Uh, but the big ones were mom and dad. You know, um, if I, if something happened to Pooh Bear, I mean, seriously, that's a huge undertaking to have to raise your kids. I've had life insurance so long that my policies that I bought, I'm about to outlive them. I have to get new policies. So from 18 years to now, I've been paying for life insurance. You must do this. This is not negotiable. This is not something you sidestep. Get your life insurance policy today, unless you're like alone, okay? No offense to anybody who's alone, but if you're alone, don't worry about it. But if you're not alone, definitely get some fucking life insurance. When I say alone, I mean like, really alone like you're sitting around knitting with a cat again no offense to anyone who's alone but you don't need life insurance fuck you and your loneliness all right and uh last sorry these all happened late because i went like a long time without doing any sponsors um Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Always love talking about them. I love talking about all my sponsors. 616-532-6600. Smack dab in the middle of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Your car fucks up, you take it over to Irvine's. ERVines.com. You're by the side of the road. Tow service picks you up. Tell them Irvine's. Just take it to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. All right. Um, they will take care of everything you need. Call to make all your arrangements, 616-532-6600 or go to their website, ervines.com. That's ervines.com.
Corey says, I mean, if you're going to push the button for the electric chair, shoot him in the back of the head, you still know you're the guy that killed him. So I guess I don't see the difference. Again, talking about the death penalty. Kyle says, why not put him on a motorcycle going 200 miles an hour and they hit a spike strip? And I may have already read it, but just put him on the island, guy. From my sweet dad. Uh, All right. Where are we going now? Aha. I forgot who sent this. It might have been. Oh, it was uh, young Adam Schwab sent this. Uh, A story about another uh, small community in Michigan. You know, whenever you see small community, you know, you, you know, you know what we're dealing with here. Uh, he wrote in the um, in the uh, subject line with the link that he sent to this story. Hilljack restaurant closes. Rednecks enraged. The community is Adrian, Michigan. I I couldn't tell you exactly where Adrian is. But it's Hilljack. So every community like this has uh, a local restaurant like this. Where the Hilljacks get together, you know, and hang out. This one, their town has JR's Hometown Grill and Pub. Well, JR's sold somehow thousands of dollars of gifts and gift cards for people. And then after they got everybody bought all the goddamn uh, uh, gift cards, the place went belly up. And now all the hillbillies are rushing there trying to get their eat all they can or get pissed off. Chain is permanently closing its doors. The owner of JR's hometown grill and pub announced the closure of its four location. Anytime you go to a restaurant that has hometown grill and pub as part of it or hometown or grill, or pub, or grill and pub. This is like a MAGA hangout. This is a, that that is a Hilljack hangout. Just months after selling thousands of dollars worth of gift cards. 13 Action News reporter Brennan Nye joins us live in studio with reactions from customers. They're out uh, growling at the building with no clothes on. Many I spoke with said they are fresh. By the way, definitely B-team news here. Some patrons have thousands of dollars worth. Jesus Christ, look at this chick. I haven't seen a nose on a girl like that since I saw Freebear's wedding pictures. Worth of gift cards that they're afraid will just go to waste. What do we do? That's the million dollar question for customers at J. Matt, can you please uh, text Cole about that joke that I just dropped? JR's hometown grill and pub in Michigan. The owner announced the closure on Facebook Tuesday with three of the four locations closing immediately. Not only are customers rattled due to the... (laughs) 
Look at all these assholes lighting up out in front of the place. Let us in! Let us in! Short notice, but also because of an influx of gift cards that may now go to waste. I got a call from my sister-in-law who bought me a gift card yesterday and said, hey, have you heard about JR's? I'm like, no. She's like, well, you might want to get there and use your gift card if you haven't. Wendy Washington says she got the $25 gift card for Christmas. She's afraid that money will go down the... There's a line out the door. Drain. I sent my husband up here to try to... This is like, this is big news. I mean, if on the day that this news story broke, like, um, you know, a nuclear bomb blew up in the middle of America, these people wouldn't even know about it because of this news story. Use the card. He sat in line for a long time. I guess there was a lot of customers in the in the line saying how they spent thousands of dollars on cards. And Who spends thousands of dollars to the local pub and grill? They are not being able to use them. I have a card. I still can't use it. I've been here since 10 o'clock this morning. <laughs> what a fucking loser. She gets there at 10 o'clock and waits all goddamn gay, uh, day gay, to get a fucking club sandwich. But Johnson has $140 worth of gift cards and is just as frustrated. When I purchased them, it was a Black Friday deal, and he paid $25. Uh, Juva Johnson. Okay. I want you to take a look at this woman. She's 21 years old. And he got a $50 gift card. So I bought four of them. And now I'm hoping I'm not stuck with them. I hate just to throw all that money away. Sisters Sarah Holtz and Jane Cattell say they have $2,000 worth of gift cards among their family. The biggest frustration is that he pushed sales hard every oh, year yeah. for like black friday he would do a deal and sometimes it would be like a 25 percent off 40 percent off 50 this past year it was 50 percent off cash only and so like people like my dad they buy the gift cards oh there's your dad look at he's got look at all the cards he's got to last them through the year and so all of that money just gone with no real opportunity to get it back now, now that is horrible as we're going to hear more from news anchor Kayla. When I was up in Adrian this afternoon, I was asked to leave the property. I tried. But not because. <laughs> but it was because of my nose. I'm calling to ask for a statement and could not get through to anyone. But according to the social media post, the owner cited COVID impacts, staffing, increased costs, and decreased sales as the reasons behind the decision. Yeah, I think we're well past COVID. Uh, I, th I think we're well past COVID being an excuse, you know? I mean, come on. And to close, the Adrian location will remain open until Sunday. Christian? Jesus. All right. Shouldn't, shouldn't you be working at Chick-fil-A? Surely that's a fake name, Kayla. I wonder if Matt's still here. I think he is. Uh, Corey says she has a very, very wet, spit-sounding voice. The owner obviously isn't a smart businessman. All that money can you change today to be dumbass of the day? These MAGA scums. My God. That is ridiculous. I guess, you know. Oh, hold on a second. Darla, don't do it. I guess, um, you know, buyer beware. Don't, don't buy from any place that's called 
your local uh, pub and grill, you know? Um, maybe if you're going to buy a gift card, actually buy a gift card like Visa. I don't know. I mean, that's, that seems pretty common sense. I mean, I guess I wouldn't have thought about it. Like if I lived, okay. So if I bought like a Bosco's pub gift card, I guess I wouldn't think about it. So I think that's actually brilliant by the restaurant owner. That's, that's not a bad idea. In fact, if you know you're getting ready to retire, like this guy obviously is, he's not all those excuses about COVID. Those are all lies. He's incredibly wealthy. He's worth billions of dollars because all you have to do is tell those losers, hey, big gift card sale. You give me $25, you're going to get $50 in gift cards. And then you take all of that redneck money, pocket that cheddar, give them their stupid card, and then on like uh, a Sunday night, at like 1 a.m. leading into Monday morning, you bug out. You do the old fucking Cleveland Browns to Baltimore. And that's it. Fuck you. I'm out. Get your shit out. And that's it. Abandon ship. That is that is a brilliant way to go. So uh, I disagree. Linda says, not a smart business plan. No, it's a brilliant business plan. I love it. Ashley says, uh, very smart businessman asking for cash only. Yeah, that guy's a genius. And it who he's defrauding, it doesn't matter. These are these are bad human beings. I can't even get behind that. It's so stupid. Uh in southwest Michigan, there's a community called Sturgis. I couldn't tell you exactly where it is. I just know it's down there. Now, again, everywhere you go in Michigan, it's fucked up spots. Adrian, uh, Sturgis, Hillsdale. These are really, really bad places to be. No different in Sturgis. In Sturgis, probably the brightest spot for the entire community are the Amish. Okay, the Amish people do wonderful things for the Sturgis community. The only drawback is you got to look out for the horse and buggy. In addition to making outstanding furniture and being the most efficient at running puppy mills. um, They are fantastic breeders. They don't occupy a lot of space. They're quiet. You don't have to worry about them mouthing off. Uh, But there you go. Well, we're not sure why this happened. But some guy takes his, I swear to God, takes his horse and buggy to Walmart. And I, whatever, he's got to pick up some things. And he comes out. And some asshole stole the horse and buggy. And he's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Um, 
Now I know right away you're like, well, how did he call police? Did he have, did he have to walk to the police station? You know, I think that, you know, I think we're at a spot where the Amish do have some reliance on, um, you know, the ways of the world. I mean, fuck just the whole, uh, idea of going to Walmart seems a little bit, uh, off the beaten path for the, for the Amish, but you know, come on, I'll give, give them a fucking break. I mean, definitely give them a break. These people have BO for every day of their lives. Uh, and it, I mean, it fucking sucks. I always like the stories about the Amish kid who doesn't want to be Amish anymore. You know, like, I think there was a TV show made about this where they go to that. Uh, there's a period in time when you're Amish where they allow the kid to just lose his shit and start living like a normal Westerner. They call it rumspringa. And the idea is go out there, experience the world, but then come back. And then you put that behind you. And then if you come back, then you really are a man of, of, of God, of faith. It's brilliant. You know, I mean, talk about the way to se- separate the wheat from the chaff. You just set that fucker out on the world. And then, you know, I mean, sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. It's, it's their decision. It's fucking brilliant. I mean, think about that if all religions did that. Yeah. All right. You're getting ready to go into Rub Springer? Okay. I want you to put your dick into every asshole you see. I want you to put every drug known to man in your system. You have my full support. Uh, don't come back here unless you're a father from like 25 women. Think about that. They don't do that in Catholicism. No, they fucking keep you all tied up forever. That's brilliant. So, you know, if the guy comes back to that life, he's got to be really, really faithful. I mean, seriously. Well, anyway. This poor dude comes out, no, no buggy, no horse. And, uh, they didn't know what the fuck to do. They somehow were able to track it down. Uh, a truck driver who was parked nearby told investigators that he saw it all happen and gave a description of the suspect. Uh, The suspect is a 31 year old woman who had been in contact with police at the store earlier in the day. So I guess she went into the store and did something fucked up that the cops had talked to her. So they got her information. And then when this later in the day, Amish guys like, Hey, what the fuck? The, I wonder if it's that bitch later in the evening, the horse and buggy found unoccupied in the area. The woman was found at a nearby motel and arrested without incident. Suspect yet to be arraigned, expected to be to face charge of uh, larceny and larceny of livestock. The horse and Bucky, buggy, not Bucky, have both been returned to the family unharmed. My God. There's the headline. Women, woman arrested for allegedly stealing Amish family's horse and buggy. My God. Tyler says there would be far few, far fewer priest molestations if Catholics had their own version of Rumspringa. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Bob says, forget the police. The guy that stole the guy, the girl that stole the police and buggy horse and buggy police is going to have to take on the Amish mafia. Aram, ever the softy, says that's messed up. That horse is a companion animal. No, I'm I'm the same as you. I felt bad for the horse because, you know, I mean, the horse doesn't know. He's probably freaking out. My God. Never a dull moment. You know, honestly, I could do this show only with stories about the fucked up shit that goes on in Michigan. We live in an absolute uh, hotbed of news. Easily, easily a fantastic place to get all of your news stories. The Eric Zane Show podcast just looks for the great state of Michigan. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. I am, but I do have to announce the asshole of the day. But before I do that, as you know, uh, just a few more mentions. Very, very important. If I don't mention these sponsors, I'm fucked. I need the sponsors. I need you. Oh, by the way, I haven't mentioned this in a long time. If you or someone you know or love has a business, uh, I'm always looking for new sponsors. Always. You know, they they come, they go. I do have a uh, uh, very sound hull of long timers, the TCs, the Blue Frosts, the Irvines, the A&Es, the Van Dykes. But I'm always looking for news. Like I just got Impact Power Sports. Um, I am uh, adding a cannabis shop. I am adding, well, who am I, else am I adding? I forget. But anyway, I'm always adding people. I'm, come, they come and go. But the hull is always strong, thanks to uh, great sponsors like Mario. But if you ever need um, information about how this works, everything's a handshake deal. You only deal with me. There's no one else. Uh, drop me a line, eric at ericzaneshow.com. That is no obligation. It's just me telling you, okay, this is what I'm offering, and this is what it costs uh, up to you. Never pressure it's uh, very, very low-key. Nothing's rushed. I've had people that I worked on for years who it took forever to get to convince them. And part of the reason why they came on was because I didn't badger them. So I make this very, very simple. You know, it's also interesting about the Eric Zane Show podcast, and the old-timers know this. Since I started podcasting, the cost to advertise on my show in five years has never increased. I have never turned to the old ones and said, hey, price hike coming your way, nor have I gone to the news and said, uh, here's the price, and it's been more than the olds. And you could pick the brain of Andy from King's Room Barbershop and then pick the brain uh from Rick from TC Paintball and compare notes. And they tell you the same fucking thing. I'm very proud of that, as you can tell. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you are anywhere in the listening audience, this is the sponsor that you can engage in no matter where you are. When it comes to that mortgage, turn to the number one mortgage professional in the U.S., that started just in Michigan. Now it's everywhere. 
Mario's expansion is absolutely huge. 231-332-6505, no matter where you are. Your first step to getting the mortgage for your dream home is through Mario. 231-332-6505, call him up, tell him EZ sent you. Uh, not every mortgage professional is created equal. Some only want that uh, person who's buying the uh, seven-figure house or the high six-figure house, not Mario. No, no, no. He knows that today's starter home is tomorrow's big home, and he will work uh, tirelessly to prove that to you. 231-332-6505. Call Mario today. The immortal Joe Martinez, who is not welcome, according to Dan Campbell, on the Lions train. And that's too bad. Because not everybody is convinced that the Lions are winners. Now, I don't know what makes Joe tick. And I don't know if he would be convinced that the Lions are winners if they win the NFC championship and or the Super Bowl. That's a good question. I wonder if he would be convinced. I mean, if you win the Super Bowl, what else is there to win? Or is he going to go the route of if they lose the NFC championship and or the Super Bowl, Does he dig his heels in further? I wonder. Uh, I have no more patience for anyone anti-lion. I just, ah, 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 stop. I don't care. Shuffle off. Shuffle away. I'm done. About the only way I could now jump off the wagon is if they opened up like a 56 to nothing lead and then choked it all away and lost. Win or lose, I'm okay. But that is not the focus of this commercial. The focus of this commercial is to talk about him uh, in addition to being a lion hater and not a lot on the train and a Walmart Wolverine is his absolute fantastic top of the line performance when it comes to heating and cooling. No bullshit. He is an absolute dream come true. Reach out to Joe, 616-516-8579 when it comes to anything heating and cooling. You can still get the furnace tune-up for $79. Oh, I'm sorry. Make that $0 due to DTE offering that freebie through Joe. 616-516-8579. 616-516-8579 for Joe Martinez. Joe writes concerning Dan Campbell. I don't care what he says. Then he says, when they lose on Sunday, they will look. Then we will look at what they do next year. 
And then he writes, they won't win the Super Bowl, plain and simple. Well, let me ask you this. So, do we not have the ability? Do we not have the ability to entertain anything? To ask you if they win? How would you respond to that? Or is that a, we'll see when it happens? I don't know. Joe then calls me a chicken shit. Now, he's saying that over that dumb bet that he suggested. It's not my fault that you changed everything on the bet. Joe puts it back on me and says, what is he going to say on Sunday when, he, when, uh, when he's losing? Well, if they lose, they lose. Who cares? It's still a great season. That's what I'll say. I'm not going to say, oh, I knew it. Oh, I knew it. Well, all right. Now, I want you to know, though, you've set yourself up because if they do win, this group is going to be merciless. Now, Joe adds, unfortunately, the 49ers have way too many weapons. Now, why do you say unfortunately? Does that mean you you want the Lions to win? I mean, do you want the Lions to win or do you not want that? I think that's a better question. Do you want the Lions to win on Sunday? Yes or no? Now, I'm going to guess you don't have the ability to answer yes or no. Do you want the Lions to beat San Francisco or do you want San Francisco to beat the Lions? I think that's a, that's a great question. All right, he won't answer that. Are you kidding me? I think he secretly loves them, but he can't admit it. That's what I think. All right. Uh, King's Room Barbershop. Fantastic place to get your hair cut. Three locations, Northland Drive, Caledonia, and in Wyoming at 821 36th Street next to, what's it called? The Costume Room? The Costume Guy? Costume Man? Costume Corner? Costume King? It's something costume. And they spell costume with a K. Well, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. King's Room Barbershop. Kingsroom.net is their website. Uh, that's where I get my hair cut. That's how it looks. I mean, let's face it. It looks great. Kingsroom.net for exact locations, hours, and when your stylist is working. I love them. They have a full line of products that you can uh, buy to put in your hair. So if you're a guy and you've gotten your hair cut at Jude's, Lady Jane's, Sport Clips, Zach's. I know one of you gets your fucking hair cut at Zach's. What are you doing? Look. Let me tell you something. Four years ago, five years ago, I tried to get Zach's and King's room on. I had Zach's on for a small business shout out during COVID. Then I approached him about an ad schedule and he said, no. King's room said, we'll wait and see if you're still around. Well, I'm still around. King's room is now on. You must now disavow Zach's. You have to disavow Zach's and their stupid upside down pennant and go to King's room. Okay. If you get your hair cut at Zach's, no, I better not say that. I'll probably get sued. Fuck Zach's. Say yes to King's room. Get your hair cut. Guys get their hair cut at King's room. Uh, pussies get their hair cut at Zach's. 
guys and women who like short hair. King's Room Barbershop online at kingsroom.net. Joe Martinez says, I do like them, but again, way too many disappointing seasons. They had a good run in 91 and now, but they are the Lions. Ah, 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 shut up. Kyle writes, Darla is so adorable with her little paws hanging up the couch. I think I'll send you off on a Friday with a close-up of Darla. Hang on. Come here. Look at that face. Hello, baby. Hello, baby dog. Oh, my God, what a doll. Let's hear from the Lions insider, Darla. Darla, come here. Let's have a word. How do you feel about the Lions' chances? Darla? Okay, she used to talk to the mic. She's way too chill now. Oh, my God. I could just squeeze her all damn day. She is so damn squishy. All right, that's enough of this shit. The asshole of the day today. I don't even know what the fuck I talked about today. Do you have any suggestions? Um, Super Bowl tattoo guy. I'll, okay, I think I know who it is. Yesterday it was Jim Harbaugh for abandoning Michigan. Uh, now Michigan's going to get busted. And... All those players that had nothing to do with it are going to be punished. And it's all Jim Harbaugh's fault. That will happen. Um, let's see. What's the guy's name? Who, uh, okay, I don't want to say because then I'll tip off my, I, I'd like there to be some degree of uh, surprise to this. The asshole of the day is uh, brought to you by TC Paintball. The asshole of the day, brought to you by TC Paintball, is Gixer Bra, the idiot on the motorcycle. Uh, even though Corey said one day he's going to kill himself or someone else, and the least poignant thing that has ever been said on this show, most obvious thing. All right. Uh, unfair to announce that Joe Martinez is the asshole of the day. Uh, I don't accept that. You're all assholes. Thank you for being here. Have a great one. Go Lions. We have the Patreon podcast, bonus podcast coming up in just a bit. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Sign up for seven days free, and it's going to be a big fraud Saturday. Talk to you then. Hey.